You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Team Lally is an organization created by Dr. James and Rebecca Lally with the purpose of bringing good people together to do great things. During these challenging times, Team Lally wants to make sure we are all recognizing and thanking our first responders and healthcare professionals for all the incredible and brave things they are doing for us. While we look forward to the day we can enjoy coming to the games again, for now, Team Lally wants to remind us all to stay safe and practice social distancing. Go Angels! And thank you from Doc and Rebecca Lally. Hey, welcome back. It is the Sports Lodge here on Angels Radio AM 830. I am Roger Lodge here with you weekday afternoons from 3 to 7. And since we weren't here on Monday, me and my guest thought it would be a good idea to pick things off where we left off last Monday. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, another proud edition of Madden Mondays on a Wednesday. Hey, Halo Hawks. It's time for Madden Monday with Angels manager Joe Madden and Sports Lodge host Roger Lodge. There's nothing quite like going home. I'm back at Hazleton High, I'm back at Lafayette College, and I'm back with the Angels. It's pretty cool. Joe Madden joins the Sports Lodge every Monday at 3.20 and 5.20 on Angels Radio AMA 30, KLAA. And he even joins us on Wednesday. With that said, here is our three-time manager of the year, two-time World Series champ, and the star of Uncorked. He's Angel Manager Joe Madden. Joe, I'm going to start with the single most important question. How's Beanie? How's your mother? Beanie's great. Um, she's back in Pennsylvania. My brother Mark flew her up from Florida. She needed to get back to see her doctor there. So she's back with my sister Carmine. Um, she's very upbeat. She sounds strong. So thank you for asking, but she's doing great. And how are you and your wife, Jay? I mean, I know where you are. They had some unrest down in your area a couple of nights ago. Everything okay? Yeah, everything seems to be all right. Um, it was near, uh, the, the condo we have downtown, but we were back in our house by then. So, uh, everything working, everything's worked out well. It seems to this point, uh, it might be another day or so of this, um, occurring but in the meantime uh, we're just trying to do our best to be supportive and uh, and just uh, carry on i've been doing a lot of angel stuff uh, actually a lot of talking to coaches furloughed coaches uh, things of that nature and uh, as well as have another um, meeting with my coaches tomorrow tomorrow morning um, so it's i've been trying to you know really do the best i possibly can to maintain morale among the group and i see that as being a big part of my uh, job right now what is your biggest challenge in keeping the morale of your group up? Um, the biggest challenge, I don't know if it's a challenge or not, is just to, to stay in touch. I mean, you've got to, you got to let, let them see your face, and you have to be there to listen. You have to, uh, I mean, there's empathy, and I think there's sincere empathy. I don't, I don't even know if you could differentiate, but um, I think some people may uh, just throw it out there in order to uh, think the perception or give the perception. But I think um, the baseball guys, for example, for instance, can see the difference. So um, you, you have to be empathetic and you have to be sincere and you have to have a good ear. Uh, these guys need to talk right now. They need to tell you what they're thinking right now. And uh, I'm there to listen. And also to possibly you know, give them some words from my past. You know, I never was furloughed. I was never let go. But I almost quit the Angels one time, and I wanted them to know about that. 
uh, based on the situation that uh, I didn't like it, but that transpired. And my mentor, Bob Clear, talked me out of it and how I resolved that. So I think in situations like this, um, young coaches uh, are looking for examples and they're looking for somebody to be there for them, to be heard. If you're heard and you believe that sincerely is listening, someone's listening, I think you could get through that day a little bit better and know that um, things are going to be better as we get to the other side of this. Joe, this has got to be the most surreal period in most people's lives. You got the pandemic, the social unrest due to the despicable murder of George Floyd in Minnesota. You're in a role of leadership. Can you speak on the leadership you've witnessed in the last couple of weeks, whether it be out of our nation's capital or our state or local government? I'm not asking to get political here. I'm just, you know, leadership Mm -hmm. is leadership. And what do you think of the leadership you've witnessed the last couple of weeks? Well, I think we're all disappointed, obviously. I I can't tell you that uh, in any, and I've said this to other people, I can't tell you one situation where I thought, man, that was was pretty solid. I'm glad this person said it. I I like his... uh, his or her tact. I like the way they're going about. It. I can't tell you that. And and a big part of that is it's just that we're so we're so polar. Uh, there's there's no middle ground. There's no listening to the other side, which has to happen. It has to happen to move this thing forward. Uh, we've got to take it down to more of a micro level, and and really get down to like almost a, again uh, a grassroots situation and build it back up. But it's going to take real leadership. It's going to take somebody to to do that. You have to really be aware of building relationships. You have to be aware of building trust. And exactly what that means, and it, and it can't be, you can't uh, try to just promote your own agenda and, and move this thing forward. So for me, the leadership component, I'm looking for somebody that truly um, tries and, and, and then enacts and it's, does something actionable to get people to come to the, to, to the table, start talking. How do we fix this? As opposed to just words, I'm really looking for plans right now. Hey, Joe, what would your message be to the peaceful protesters? Um, my message would be I'm on board. I totally get it. I totally understand it. Um, they are going about it the right way. Uh, although, you know, for years we've, we've, we've uh, attempted to work through difficult situations like this. It looks like we haven't made much ground up. But I still believe that's the only way to do it. Um, and I, I also, uh, again, just who I am. I do believe this time is different. I do believe there's going to be some actionable moments after this. Um, I think everybody uh, can see, as you mentioned, the despicable nature of what had happened. And I think now those that have not really attempted to analyze this and look at it through other eyes, to empathize, I think now they are. And because of that, I think you're going to see some actionable moments. Joe, I've been saying uh, since we started here today that a lot of this starts in our hearts. It, and it also it starts with what we teach our young children in each and every individual household. It's, you know, I, I see things, a lot of it has to do with the way I was raised. And uh, do you see it that way as well, that a lot of it starts in our hearts and starts in our homes as young children? Well, you know, always... We've always felt that. I've always felt that. And I'll tell you, like, more specifically, um, on a different scale and in a different setting, this is kind of what we've been doing in, in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, where we're trying to bring together the Hispanic and Anglo groups in my hometown. And uh, there was a tremendous disconnect there several years ago that really bothered me, not a little bit, a lot to the point 
where I got some family members together and we created the Hazleton Immigration Project to bring Hispanic and Anglo cultures together back there. And a big part of that was, uh, you know, again, bringing families into our community center and providing after-school programs and providing uh, food for those that were in need of food, providing athletic, um, after-school programs, athletic programs, uh, culinary programs, whatever it took, uh, adult educational programs. And again, it's on a micro level. It's in a small town. It's in a small area, but there was a, an absolute need. Uh, how, do you bring them, how do you bring these people together? And believe me, man, I, was, uh, I heard a lot of uh, negative stuff fired my way, uh, which had never happened before in that town. And uh, I was fine with it. I understood it was going to happen. And, but I knew what we were doing was the right thing. Now, we're kind of a model back there in regards to what we're doing and how we're doing it. And one of our original uh, concepts was to be able to do this well enough that we could set an example and teach other communities how to set up a program like this and continue to move it forward. Um, we've become a national model back there. We're now connected with uh, Bloomsburg University in regards to sending kids from our uh, program to Bloomsburg University in an effort to become teachers, as an example, because in my hometown there was a concern that uh, there wasn't enough uh, teachers, Hispanic teachers. And then the concern or the, 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 uh, the comeback was, well, there's no applicants. Well, we're, gonna, we're actually going to provide applicants. So, again, it, it comes back down to getting to this micro level. And, and we need to do it uh, block by block in a small town like that and really start changing some minds there. Uh, that's, I think, how it has to be done to try to get it and attack this from a larger scale uh, and, and think you're going to enact change. very difficult for me to imagine that. It's got to start small and then build out of that. And that's what we've done in Hazleton with the Hazleton Immigration Project. Joe, what do you think we can do to get more people of color, both men and women, in management positions throughout Major League Baseball? Oh, I mean, it's just uh, it's a matter of, uh, first of all, guys that want to do it and apply for it. Um, uh, I've, had, I've, been, I've been around a lot of great black African-American coaches uh, during my tenure here. I think it's a lot of it's just based on availability and people that want to do it. It's got to start with that. And then, and then of course, uh, going through the process and, uh, and then front offices being open-minded to it. It's just, um, but it does, it does start with the applicants and we need more applicants. We need more African-American baseball players. Uh, we need to reach down and, and get these kids interested and get them playing more. We look back in the day and even you know, after Mr. Robinson broke the barriers and a lot of the, genuinely tremendous uh, African-American baseball players that followed. Um, it's just the fact that right now we just don't have enough uh, of that group wanting to play our game, and we have to do a better job of uh, promoting it, infiltrating uh, the mindset there, and making, giving opportunity. And when you have opportunity, of course, you're going to get more people wanting to jump on board. But when it comes to management, uh, we just need uh, more applicants, more people really interested in doing that, and then, of course, uh, an open-mindedness by front office. Hey, Joe, once the season starts, do most people really have any clue, any idea how much time goes into each and every day of being a big league manager, do you think? No. Um, I mean, uh, I'd always uh, kid it. I'd love for somebody to, uh, maybe somebody hypercritical too, to just do this for two weeks and see how they feel. I mean, I'm talking about every day. I'm talking about the travel. I'm talking, you know, about the uh, several press conferences daily. The, the, uh, the fact that you may have to answer some difficult questions, have difficult conversations with players, 
front offices. Um, it's a, a myriad of responsibilities on a daily basis. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It tests me on so many different levels. It makes me think uh, beyond my normal patterns. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it, it's wonderful. Um, everyone thinks it's glamorous. I can't say that it is. You have to love it and you have to really want to do it to either do it and then be good at it. Okay, as far as any update for us on a return from for baseball, what have you been told? What have the discussions been like the last couple of days? Just what you've been seeing. Uh, although, I mean, I know, I, I guess I've read some more pessimistic things today. Overall, the, the message I've been getting from Major League Baseball is that, um, you know, right now it doesn't, you hear all these different things and it's portrayed to be not so good. Uh, I believe everybody deep down has a very positive outlook to this whole thing. Um, it's just it's negotiations. <laughs> it happens everywhere, every time. I mean, the 11th hour is the only hour that normally works. So why would you think the 7th or the 6th hour is going to work this time? Uh, it's a dance. you got to go through it, and then it gets to that last moment. Everybody realizes we got to get this done, and then something gets done. In the meantime, you lay out several different options and ideas and thoughts, and then, obviously, you come back to negotiations. I do believe in the 11th hour. I do believe the 11th hour is going to work again. You know, first we heard 82 games, then 114. Now the owners come back with a 50-game proposal. Were you upset with when you heard that they were offering up only a 50-game schedule? No, nope, because I don't believe that's the way it's going to happen. I mean, if I thought that would happen, then I might be upset. But, again, I uh, there's still much work to be done here. Um, uh, cool heads will eventually prevail. They'll come to better conclusions. I don't believe in 50. I don't believe in 114. Again, it's it's typical. It's something in the middle is going to happen. Would you describe your feelings right now as frustrated? How would you uh, describe how you're feeling about all this stuff going on right now and the whole process? Fascinated. Um, I don't get frustrated that easily and because uh, I do believe in a good outcome. I think if you tend to be on the pessimistic side or uh, you're not able to occupy your mind in a way that, that promotes uh, positivity, then it can become frustrating. Uh, but I expect a good outcome, uh, not only in the short term with uh, going back to uh, practice, going back to the season, but in the long term also. Right now, the only part about all this is, is obviously the health of people that have suffered health-wise and uh, have been uh, deployed. I mean, these are the kind of things that are irrevocable. You just can't replace that moment. Those moments are in the last of history, and they're awful. They're, they're, they're awful. Uh, but other than otherwise, we need to take these moments and grow from them. And uh, that's what I believe is going to happen. So I don't get frustrated. I anticipate a good result. Joe Madden, manager of the Angels here in the Sports Lodge, a Madden Monday on a Wednesday. Let me circle back to what you said kind of at the beginning of our conversation when there was a time mm -hmm. when you were actually considering leaving the Angels and Bob Clear talked you out of that. Would you care to mm -hmm. share that story? Well, I mean, I, um, I, I thought it up occasionally. I, I was passed over for a job, and I really thought that that should have been mine. And um, uh, it took me out of my normal patterns. Babalu was my guy, and Babalu explained to me in a parking lot in Arizona, uh, why I didn't really want that job, and that something better was on the horizon. And he talked me off the cliff, uh, which led me to eventually um, uh, just uh, serendipitously uh, speaking with a woman on an airplane that uh, just blurted out one day, remember one thing, whatever you put out there comes back to you. 
to the point where I said, would you mind repeating that? And she said it again. Whatever you, remember, whatever you put out there, it comes back to you. So if I want to put out a negative vibe, if I want to be sarcastic, cynical, whatever, that's what I'm going to get back. But if I want to be a more positive person, more optimistic, and put out uh, good thoughts or just plain old beach boy good vibrations, that's what I'm going to get back. So that moment, uh, I always was like that, but I lost it for a bit. And even that, that one phrase from that woman uh, got me back on track. And uh, I, I got back to being who I was, and I coached and back to my authentic self, and everything worked again. But, man, for that brief moment, I went the other way. And you know, right now, a lot of folks are going through some bad moments. And it's, it's awful, and that's part of what I'm trying to deal with. Uh, and I tell my guys, then be upset. Don't be upset is, and, and be absolutely upset but you know one thing we have to come out the other side and at some point you have to be able to process this and move it forward and because when you do that good things are going to come out on the other end for you so that's it i mean it happened to me um i went through that moment uh it's the only time ever i've had a real ill feeling towards the angels and uh probably straightened me out and then a lady on the airplane i'd never met before or after gave me something to think about that i hold with until today and is it absolutely amazing, Joe, how everything turned? I mean, you're a World Series champion as the manager of the Chicago Cubs. It's incredible how that message stayed so true in your heart and the fact that everything worked out, and it worked out incredibly well for you, and look where you are now. Well, I, I, listen, I, I always, like I said, before I ran into that moment, I always believed that, and then I had that pickup, and we all have them. I mean, don't think this is going to be perfect all the time. It's not. Uh, what we do in life, it's not going to be perfect. And people may see where I'm at right now and say it's easy for you to say that, but believe me, <laughs> I, you've never seen the outposts I work at. Or you've never seen my paycheck when I first began. It's, it's been a long road to get here, and I haven't forgotten anything. So when I'm able to talk to my guys, I'm able to relate different moments uh, that I truly believe they're interested in and can be useful to them as, again, as they process the moment and continue to, to, to advance. I'm just talking about in the baseball industry, but it applies everywhere. We all run into tough moments, and uh, we, we have to be able to work through it. And I, like I said, go ahead and be upset. Go ahead and be upset. I get it. But understand you got to stop being upset and get back into normal patterns and find your authentic self again, and that's where you're going to find your next uh, uh, moment that, that truly accelerates you uh, beyond where you've been before. Joe, I'd be a horrible host if I didn't ask you to reveal what job it was that you didn't get that led to you being so upset. Would you care to share uh, that? Yeah, I was first base coach. Uh, my buddy Jeter Hines got it back in the day, and me and Jeter are tight till today. His dad was Benny. I love Jeter. Uh, but at that moment, I pretty much had been um, running minor leagues. I've been a coordinator. Uh, it's responsible for a lot of things. And, and Bob Alou told me, I would be bored in that position, and he's probably <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, Bob Alou was the best, man. That's the guy you really want on this show. Too bad he's not around. Because if you did not want to hear the answer, don't ask the question, brother, because he's going to give it to you straight. No, that's awesome stuff. Joe Madden, manager of the Angels here. It is a Madden, well, we'll call it a Madden Wednesday here on AMA 30, your home for Angels baseball. Okay, before you leave me, on a scale from yeah. 0 to 10, Give me a number that we're playing baseball at some point. Ten. Oh, you're giving me a ten? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No question. We're playing. Joe, 
Can't tell you how much I appreciate you jumping on on this Wednesday. I'm glad to hear that Beanie and you and your wife, Jay, are all good. Stay safe and already looking forward to Monday. Thank you so much, my friend. Back at you, brother. You take care. Hi to everybody, all right? Got it. Joe Madden, manager of the Angels here, our Madden Monday today on a Wednesday since we were not here on Monday. So love our conversations with Angel Skipper Joe Madden. And you just heard him. I asked him flat out on a scale from zero to 10, give me a number that we're playing baseball at some point. And you heard the man. He said a flat out 10. That's awesome. 714-2830-830. Absolutely love our Madden Mondays, even when they're on a Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Madden Monday with Angels manager Joe Madden. Tune in every Monday for Madden Monday at 320 and 520 here on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. Team Lally is an organization created by Dr. James and Rebecca Lally with the purpose of bringing good people together to do great things. During these challenging times, Team Lally wants to make sure we are all recognizing and thanking our first responders and healthcare professionals for all the incredible and brave things they are doing for us. While we look forward to the day we can enjoy coming to the games again, for now, Team Lally wants to remind us all to stay safe and practice social distancing. Go Angels! And thank you from Doc and Rebecca Lally. There you go. Joe Madden brought to you by Team Lally, who wants to wish all of you nothing but the best during these challenging times. Stay safe and practice social distancing. Your phone number here in the Sports Lodge, 714-2830-830. That's 714-2830-830. Love my conversations with Joe Madden. The guy's like so straightforward and honest and upfront about everything. Love those talks. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come on back. we got a whole lot more to get to. It's just great to be back on the radio here in the Sports Lodge on a Wednesday on AM 830, which just so happens to be the home of Angels Baseball. I'm Roger Lodge, and I'm back after this.